0: welcome to another episode of investing compass before we begin a quick note that the information contained in this podcast is general in nature it does not take into consideration your personal situation circumstances or need
1: well shani you'll be happy to know that today is another case where i've gone rogue
0: I would like to say this is a rare occurrence, but I think we both know and everyone who listens to this podcast knows that it isn't true. Um, we produce a schedule, of podcast that we are going to record and publish. But Mark decided at 2 a.m. last night, this morning, um, that we're going to work on different topics. So we haven't really eased into this morning.
1: You know, I'm trying to keep you on your toes, <laughs> Shani. So today's podcast is actually going to have a little bit for everyone. We've got movie references And a discussion about anxiety. So, what else could anyone want?
0: This morning has given me anxiety, Mark. So, (laughs) where do we start?
1: Okay, well, the original topic, what was on Shawnee's schedule? Shawnee is a very organized person, (laughs) by the way. So, what was on her schedule was going to be the state of financial advice in Australia. And it is in a pretty sorry state. You know, there are less and less advisors, and it's very expensive. And consequently, most Australians can't afford it. And even those that can, don't trust it, given all the truly terrible things uncovered during the Royal Commission. And that is a worthwhile topic to discuss. But we're not going to discuss it today. Not today. Okay. So one of the reasons both both of us think that finan- personal finance and investing is so important and why we're so passionate about it, it is because it's, of course, a pathway for independence.
0: And financial independence can mean so much to people's lives. It can mean leaving unhealthy relationships and unhealthy work environments It can mean having the flexibility to pursue your dreams and take a chance on trying something new, pursuing a passion, or moving to a new place. It can mean supporting your family and friends in pursuing their dreams.
1: Yeah, and I will note that Shani looked at me when she said unhealthy work environments. (laughs) But the cornerstone of achieving independence is, of course, knowledge. It is understanding the basics of personal finance and investing. So if you use a financial advisor or do this on your own, you need to at least understand the basics. And when I started thinking about the problem with financial advice in this country, I started thinking that maybe the fundamental problem is a shocking lack of financial literacy. So Shani, does that at least make sense?
0: Yeah, and I get the connection and the state of financial literacy is a huge problem. We have put more and more responsibility in the hands of individuals by transitioning from an age pension to super... Yet we have no set system to teach the core personal finance and investing concepts in schools, and we have a financial services industry that relishes in making things seem complex as possible.
1: Not a good situation, but of course, we're here to help. That is the point of this whole podcast. What we want to say is that absolutely everyone can do this. You don't need fancy credentials or degrees. All you need is the desire to learn and a little bit of hard work.
0: And that's something we both passionately believe in. But there are people that are trying to fill this gap. And now we have this assortment of courses and clubs that people can take or participate in. Courses and clubs that cost lots of money to learn the basics, which are targeted at people that don't have a lot of money.
1: And this is where we get to the movie reference. And... Every movie reference we've made in Investing Compass has one thing in common: Shawnee has not seen the movie.
0: Well, the last time we spoke about movies, I had watched it was Viva Vendetta, and we got an influx of emails from people telling me that the movie was rubbish. So,
1: <laughs> yes, we have we have a group of listeners with good taste. Well, today's movie is Goodwill Hunting. So, have you seen it, Shawnee?
0: I have actually seen Goodwill Hunting, Mark. So there is a first time for everything.
1: What, what did you think about it?
0: I thought it was pretty good.
1: Okay, yeah, no, I agree. So, where you still live, Boston? Yeah, right. All right, so the thing that I keep thinking about is that scene from Goodwill Hunting when Ben Affleck is hitting on some girl that goes to Harvard, and this arrogant guy comes over with a ponytail and tries to intellectually humiliate him. Well, Matt Damon eventually takes this guy apart and says at the end that he's going to realize one day that he spent $150,000 on an education, but he could have gotten the same thing for $1.50 in late charges at the library. And the ponytail guy turns and he says, but I'll have a degree and you'll be serving my kids fast food. Well, they both have a point, right? But let's be clear that paying someone 500 bucks to take an investing masterclass doesn't give you a degree that is worth anything. So don't pay for the course. All the information is out there and all of it is free.
0: And we do provide it for free. We run free webinars. We obviously have a free podcast. We have resources on our website.
1: Yeah. So I've been thinking a lot about a question that I've gotten from people, and that is, where do you start? You're trying to start your journey towards independence and put together a financial plan. Just where do you start? So you'll have a lifetime to learn more about investing, and you can get more sophisticated in your approach as you go on. But the first thing is to start with a plan.
0: And as we've stressed many times in our episodes, a plan is key. So whether you're just starting out or you have millions of dollars, you need a plan. And more than having a plan, you need the ability to truly understand that plan because it will change. Your situation will change and your goals will change. And far from making a plan worthless, it makes it all the more important because you will have a framework for making decisions and will be able to easily roll with all the punches that life throws at
1: you. And the place we think you need to start, the thing you need to learn is with math. And that is what you don't get in any of these courses. They're so quick to want to tell you what an ETF is and why they are the best thing ever, that they skip over the most foundational element needed to make a plan and achieve a goal, and that is understanding the math.
0: An ETF is a tool that helps you achieve your plan, but it's not the plan. We have this saying at Morningstar that we are about the investor and not the investment, and think about that. What matters is you and achieving your goal. The investments are secondary, and a plan at the end of the day is about math. And executing a plan is about understanding the math enough so that you can effectively pivot when needed because no part of life goes according to plan.
1: And we know that understanding math isn't what most people want to hear. Society seems to have an unnatural fear of math these days, which is strange because we have calculators which do all the work for us. And the reason all these education courses don't talk about math is not because it will scare people, but also because they probably don't understand it themselves.
0: And we know the mention of math scares a lot of people, but like eating your vegetables, it is necessary.
1: Yeah. Incidentally, Shawnee's favorite vegetable is the potato, (laughs) which I think we've talked about before. But did you know, Shawnee, that math causes a lot of anxiety with people, like documented anxiety? So math anxiety affects about 50% of the population, and it affects women more than men, and it starts when people are young, as young as five, And then snowballs over time, which, of course, leads to avoidance. And in a study, we found out that 11% of U.S. university students have severe enough math anxiety that they need counseling.
0: (laughs) All right. So we are going to help you through your math anxiety. The first thing you have to understand is that you don't need to do any actual math yourself. You have a calculator. But for the sake of your plan and for investing, you need a financial calculator. So you can certainly buy one, but they're also available online and they are available as part of our Morningstar Investor
1: subscription. So, you know, Shani, when I was a kid, I had a lot of math anxiety. And from a really early age, I decided that I was terrible at math. And that, of course, was reinforced. And I was a very mature child and I dealt with things very maturely. So what I did is I just gave up. <laughs> so shockingly, that didn't make me any better at math.
0: Should you be reclining on a couch right now?
1: Probably, probably. (laughs) And I just didn't develop any confidence with math until I started studying for the CFA exam. And I think this was because I was interested in investing and interested in trying to build a better future for myself. So once I discovered how to use a financial calculator, I would just sit there and explore different scenarios. If I saved this much for this long and earned this return, how much would I have? And the interesting thing about all this is I felt like it ingrained in me the universal truth about investing, that ultimately slow and steady wins the race. Gave me a sense of purpose with saving and investing that I knew other people didn't have because they didn't truly understand the relationship between the different elements that lead to wealth. They truly didn't understand compounding.
2: Morningstar Investor is built for investors by investors. It provides independent research and data on over 40,000 securities, tools to build and maintain an investment portfolio, and investor education resources to support you, regardless of where you are in your investing journey. Explore opportunities with our monthly global best ideas. Explore our ETF model portfolios. Plan better with two years of dividend forecasts for ASX listed stocks. And Stay informed with independent thought leadership. We've built tools to help you construct, monitor, and maintain your portfolio, including our portfolio manager integrated with one of Australia's leading portfolio tracking tools, ShareSight. Morningstar has been empowering investor success for over 35 years. We're passionate about your outcomes and are here every step of the way as you achieve them. Take out a free four-week trial to access our resources. Find the details in the episode notes.
0: So let's talk a little bit about this math. We want to run a scenario that is a little different than the one you always hear. It's showing how much you need to start saving at different stages of your life in order to get to a million dollars. And this is a good exercise because starting early is really important, but we don't think it fully captures the interplay between the different elements.
1: Let's start with the basics. If you get a 7% return and start with no money, you would need to save $2,000 a month to have a million dollars in 20 years. So then normally you hear that if you have 30 years, you only need to save 875 bucks a month. And that once again is an important reminder of the power of time and compounding.
0: So let's stick with that 30-year scenario where you're saving $875 a month. What if you wanted 20% more money? You wanted $1.2 million at the end of the 30-year period. What would you do? Well, you could earn a higher return. In this case, you would need a 7.9% return instead of a 7% return to reach that return. If you wanted to increase your savings, you would need to save $1,025 twen- $1, instead of $875. Or if you could wait a little over two and a half years more to get to your goal. So instead of 30 years, you would save for a little more than 32.
1: And going through these scenarios, it dawned on me that to be comfortable and gain financial independence, I didn't need to actually do anything extreme. I didn't need to live a life of frugality by saving 70% of my salary like the fire movement. What I did need to do is save a bit extra and keep my expenses under control. Every time I got a raise, I saved half of it. To this day, every time I get a bonus, I save all of it. When I invest, I don't need to hit a home run. Maybe I'm an idiot for not investing in these really risky assets, but I just don't understand a lot of them. I fundamentally don't understand where the value comes from in some of these investments, which might just mean I'm stupid. And maybe I will miss out on outsized returns. But I don't have to take that risk. I don't have to invest in small cap shares without earnings or SPACs or trade options. And maybe some people will get rich doing this, but history suggests most people won't. That most of the stuff that seems to be too good to true actually isn't.
0: And what this makes me think of is the advice that I often have heard given to young people who are told that they can afford to make mistakes with their money and invest in these really risky things because they are young and they'll have time to make it back. And I always think that is crazy. It is the opposite. It may not seem like a big amount of money if they blow 10K or something or take some risky, crazy investment, but it is because they have what everyone else wants, time. So blowing 10K when you're 25 means that when you're 55, you have 161K less. If you wait another 10 years to the retirement age, you have 329K less. The average 60 to 64-year-old has $324,000 in their super right now. So that is a huge amount, a lifetime of savings because you've been told that blowing 10K when you're 25 is fine because you're young.
1: So the point of this episode is not to preach. is isn't to say that a 25-year-old or a 35-year-old or a 45-year-old shouldn't go spend money, shouldn't improve their standard of living when they get a raise. But they certainly shouldn't do it blindly. They shouldn't do it without understanding the math involved. Making a choice is about understanding what you are actually choosing. That means understanding both sides. You want to invest in something You don't understand because your mate told you to, or you watch some TikTok, that's fine. But understand trying for that home run means you're giving up on the opportunity to take the same money and invest it prudently and earn 7% a year, maybe even a little bit more. And it sounds boring, and it probably is, but it won't be boring when you have $329,000 more at retirement than your mate that blew his 10 grand won't be boring when you're spending the winter in Europe every year and he's still working at 65 and can't afford to retire.
0: So take that money that you are going to spend on some investing masterclass and just invest it. Use the free resources available to help you learn about investing. We think there are some great ones at Morningstar, but others provide them as well. And I promise you all the information out there is free. If you have a question, send us an email and ask it. We won't charge you a thing. We believe in this and that's why we do it. So yes, we have a paid product, and we think it's a great deal and a great companion on your investing journey. But start on your own and build up enough knowledge to use it effectively.
1: And start with math. Playing around with a financial calculator and running some different scenarios will do you a world of good. It'll make you financially literate in a way that learning about an ETF never will. The investment industry are selling products, and that is why every conversation is product-led. But you aren't interested in products, you're interested in independence. So learn the building blocks of getting there. You can do it for free and just have to overcome a little bit of math anxiety. All right, Shawnee, we did it. Did that mm-hmm. episode give you anxiety? Yeah, it did. Okay. I've so got a little
0: bit of math anxiety.
1: Do you, mate? Yeah. <laughs> well, you uh, you were very good at math, so you shouldn't. So what you did miss during the episode is Shawnee had this big puffer jacket on, <laughs> and it was rubbing against the table. So she had to take off her puffer jacket and we had to pick this thing back up. But Mm. we made it.
0: Riveting stuff. I know, very riveting
1: stuff. (laughs) Anyway, thank you guys very much for joining. So this will be the last week we have our book competition. So win One Up on Wall Street by Peter Lynch. So comment or rating, send us a screenshot to my email address, which is in the show notes. And also next week, Shawnee, we start month.
0: Share month, which is not an actual month, but it's just four episodes.
1: (laughs) I know, I know. We had to rearrange the schedule a little bit because... Mark's going on leave. I am, I am. Where are you going? Uh, I'm going to Thailand.
0: That's exciting.
1: It is exciting. It'll be warm and probably rain as much as it does in Sydney right now (laughs) because it's the wet season. But anyway, it'll be warm. So thank you guys for listening and get ready for share month. Any advice in this podcast is general advice or regulated financial advice under New Zealand law. Prepared by Morningstar Australasia Proprietary Limited and or
2: Morningstar Research Limited without reference to your financial objectives, situations or needs. You should consider the advice in light of these matters and any relevant product disclosure
1: statement before making any decision to invest. To obtain advice for your own situation, contact a financial advisor.